We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. John chapter number 10, verses 1 to 5. And I'll just read here. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse number 5, the last verse. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. But will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Everlasting Father, we give you praise. We ask tonight, Lord Jesus, that you breathe upon your word. Let it transform our lives. Let us never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this evening, I thought to continue in the line of the teaching that I started on Sunday. I thought that I was going to take the part two of that message titled training the human spirit but again after a second thought I felt that it's going to be unfair to those who for one reason or, not, or another you know do not make midweek services hallelujah I feel they may miss out or lose out on that teaching and I do not want that to happen but by the help of the spirit I, I did not digress on Sunday I branched somewhere by this leading of the spirit and I then began to share with us how to know when if the voice you are hearing is the voice of the Lord or the voice of the devil. Then I gave three tests, litmus tests, on how to know if you're being led of the Lord or you're being led of the devil. So I want to emphasize a little bit on those tonight. And I've brought you this message simply titled, Discerning in God's Voice discerning in God's voice. I don't think an average believer do not desire to hear God. I think what most believers have a problem with is being able to discern, to knowing who is speaking to them per time. The voice I'm hearing, is it my voice? Is it my head? Is it my mind? Or is it the spirit of the Lord speaking to me? I think this is where the problem, you know, usually lies. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Don't forget that when this series started, I taught us and say that God leads us fundamentally by his spirit. God leads us by what? He leads us by his spirit. That is how God leads. Then last week Sunday, I began to then teach on how we respond to God's leading by our own spirit. In other words, God leads us by his spirit then his spirit communicates his voice to our spirit. 
then our spirit communicates or transports the same voice to our mind. And that is where actions are taken. So it is spirit for spirit, not spirit for mind. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. God does not speak to us by our minds or through our minds. He, speak to, he speaks to us through our spirits. Because his spirit, he speaks to us through our spirit. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Not through our minds. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So it is spirit for spirit. So whatever thing that you received from the Lord must be received in your spirit. Then for you to be able to receive in the voice of the Lord from the spirit, from his spirit, into your own spirit. It means that your own spirit must be right also. So he leads us by his own spirit. His spirit communicates his leading or his voice to our spirit. Our spirit leads it into our minds. From our minds, decisions and wills, emotions, erupt, actions are taken. Spirit, soul and body. Just like I shared last week Sunday. Alright, so then, there are three conditions to knowing God's voice or to distinguishing God's voice from the voice of your mind or from the voice of your head. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Three conditions to knowing how to distinguish, you know, this voice. Not one of this is that, you see, you must know him. When I say you must know him, I'm simply saying you must know God. You must do what? You must know God. Hebrews chapter number 11. Bible says that he who comes to God must believe that he exists. That in other words, that he is and that he is a reward of them who diligently seek him. This is the month of light. It is the month where we're gaining clarity, where we're getting directions, where we're making strategic decisions on specific areas of our lives. It's the month of knowing what to do with your life. It's the month of unraveling new pages. It is the month of unraveling darkness. It is the month of light. Month where things hidden are coming into the open. These things can only happen by the help of the Holy Spirit. So number one, you must know him. In that John chapter number 10 that we read, Bible speaking says... Jesus speaking says, when the shepherd gets into the barn, he speaks to his sheep. The sheep, they hear his voice. Bible says, and he leads them out. He leads the sheep out. Verse number five, Bible speaking says, the voice of a stranger, they will not hearken to. Not that they will not hear, they will not hearken. In other words, they will not obey it. I don't know if you caught that now. So there can be cacophony. There can be all sorts of voices. Also, but they, they can discern the voice of the shepherd. So as far as they are concerned, all the voices pale when it comes to comparison with the voice of the shepherd. The voice of a stranger, they will not obey. They will not hearken to. They can hear it, but they will not listen to it. 
To hear is one. To listen is another. To listen will require attention. This sheep will not listen to the voice of a stranger. They can hear the same way you go out. You know, I remember those days who were growing up, you know. My father, many of you may not know this vehicle. Um, where I come from, the quality Japa. Volkswagen B2. That was my father's car. When my father is coming back from the office at about 5, 4, 35, thereabout, if he honks, if he presses the honk of that bitchu, few meters before the house, if there are one million and one bitchus honking at the same time, we know the honk of my father's bitchu. That's how serious it is. Then you know what we'll do? We will then run down, run downstairs, then run to the garage to go open the garage door for my father. There may be many bitches honking at the same time, but we will never run. If you go, if I missed ourselves, we'll be arguing. Did you say, ah, that's that's that is car. That's that that, that is I say so, no, does that sound like that is car to you? Then if you want to test, then you can go out and say, Oh, it is not, you see. But the point I'm trying to make is that we were not foolishly led. We knew the honk of our father's vehicle. He was so serious, you see. I try to mirror the, the way I, by God's grace, I'm privileged, you know, to have been well fathered. I know some people do not have such a privilege, and I sympathize with you. Because I was well fathered biologically, it makes it easier for me to be fathered by the Lord. When I read the scripture, I'm able to mirror my father, my biological father, the extent it went. As to what Jesus is also able to do for me. I didn't grow, grow up in that family where you'd hear the honk of your father's vehicle. Then you all will run away from the living room and go carry your book or go pour water on um, your box TV as we had it in those days. No, that was not my home. Not to digress, you know what my father used to do? After we had rushed downstairs, you know, in an attempt to open the garage door for him, he would park outside. Then he would wait for all of us. He was a polygamist. We were 10. So those of us running to meet him, maybe about four or five, he would wait for us outside before he drives in. Then we would open the door and get into the vehicle. Then we all drive into the garage together as though we all just came back from work together they would carry his briefcase. In that briefcase, there must be sausage roll or barbecue meat. What you call suya. I hope you all are getting blessed. This is the way God leads. The voice of a stranger, they will not hearken to. They may hear it, they will never listen to it. We live in an age where people listen to all sorts. 
you will find someone committed even to a local assembly listening to all manner of preachers. You will be, it will discombobulate you. You will be confused. I was speaking to someone very dear to me, you know, sometimes ago, you know, and this person kept sending me video clip of a particular prophet or so, you know, on Facebook that I should watch. I was not interested in watching. Those who are spiritual father figures to me, I have not finished watching their sermons. I will now jump onto that one. No. So at some point when I could not hide that anymore, I made it known to him. See, guy, I don't have the time. Only those of you who are pretty close to me understand or know how busy of a man that I am. I said, I don't have the time. I cannot sit down and be listening to this. And I told him, I said, you are swayed easily wherever you go and they begin to cast out demons. You are swayed easily to with whomever who is willing, you know, to give you prophecy. They told me one, one um, apostle, one lady like that was coming to the city and I should come for the program. To do what? That was what he was looking for. The world is demonic and everybody should just be casting out demons. I told him, if you want to grow. Unfortunately for this person, he's a baby Christian. And I said to him, if you want to grow in the faith, the, 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 the proof, the access to growing is in the word. Not in miracles. Not in signs, not in wonders, not in deliverances. You want to mature as a believer, you must have appetite for the word, not miracles. So I said, I'm your pastor. He said, yes. I said, you've not been in church for about three weeks. Those service, those teachings you missed, have you gone back on YouTube or podcast, go listen or watch them? He said, no. I said, yet you are sending me someone else to be listening to. I cannot be confused. I choose not to be confused. The voice of, of a stranger. The Bible says, Father, yet they will by no means follow a stranger. Not that they will just not follow. They will flee. You want to be able to distinguish God's voice. You know him first. Know him like we knew the hung of my father's bitchel. Know him. The secret to hearing God's voice or being led of the Lord is in intimacy with him. Don't seek his voice. Seek him. Are you listening to me? Are you listening church? Have a relationship with the Lord. The more Anyways, this is midweek service, so midweek after this is done, we'll be doing midweek here. Our sister Uzezi is watching online. I was told she made fun of me before I got to church on Sunday when she saw this podium. And she said, I will pastor survive with this stage. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. The secret to being led of the Lord is an intimacy with him. See after me the secrets. 
To be led of the Lord is in intimacy with him. You only get to know someone better the more you relate with them. It is the same thing with the Lord. There are people that will call you on the phone right now and you pick the phone. Let's say your phone is on speaker. I mean, on what do you call it? Airpiece. You have the Bluetooth on. So you're not even able to see, you know, the, the name of the person calling you. By the sound of their voice, because of your relationship with them, you can tell who that person is. Yet, there are some people with whom you already even have some form of acquaintances or, you know, um, you know relationship that, that's not solid. That when they call you, you still have to be asking, who am I speaking with? It is the more you know, the more you are able to be led. It is the more you know, you are able to recognize his voice. Bible says the voice of the Lord is with them, the fear of him. I mean, I just, I came in here and I was just worshiping and I began to hear him. Why am I able to, I could pick that from the realms of the spirit that the Lord needed us to intercede for that sister. Why was I able to? Because I have a relationship with the Lord. They will flee from a stranger. See, fleeing is an act that every believer needs to learn. You just don't flee from immorality and all of that. You flee from any appearance of anything that is not in conformity with God's word. You flee from anything that is not in conformity with what your spiritual head is teaching you. You flee. See, it's so sweet to serve Jesus. It pays to be led by him. You, you will not be confused. When I share some of all these things, some of you will feel, oh, what exactly is pastor trying to say? This is what I'm trying to say. See, I'm not the kind of a person you'd ask, so what's to be done concerning this situation? I'll tell you, give me three months, let me go and think about it. Part time in my life, church, since I went back to Christ, I've never been idle. Did you hear me? I have never been idle. When I say I've never been idle, I'm talking about I've never been on a face, and that face is about to end. Then I'm wondering, so I don't know what to do with my life in this next phase. No. Before I'm done with one, the Lord is already speaking to me concerning two. That is my life. Don't forget. I have taught you during this teaching series and previous times. The Lord does not desire that any of his children be in the dark. It is the devil that keeps people in the dark, not the Lord. He does not desire that anybody gets to be in the dark. You must know him. Number two. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know 
thou said the Lord Jesus Jesus how I trust how I prove thee more and more Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for your feelings, your thought, things that will just come to you like a wind, casual thought should not be discountenanced as a believer. Did you hear me? It should not be discountenanced as a believer. Say, so, you know, and I just thought about this right now. Pick it up and scan that which you just thought about. That's how serious the life of a believer is. Number two, to know his voice, you must know how he speaks. Say, the little that I've unraveled, that I've learned, that I've known, that I've seen in my walk with God. There is no demon anywhere that can teach me otherwise. Someone was speaking in the Bible says, the things that we have handled, that we have tasted, that we have seen, these are verifiable things. It's easier for you to look at those people who are ahead and sometimes feel, oh no, you know, they're not saying the actual truth. You know, the reason why it's that way is because it is pitted. You know, the reason why it's that way is because of this, is because of that. <clears throat> I used to think that same way too. When Papa Bishop Oedipo would say, till Jesus returns, he can never be broke. Ah, follow them who through faith, faith and patience, they obtain the promise. What you need for your Christian work to take a turn is to find someone who's following Christ as seriously and tag along. Say so it's just a matter of time. You will see the tangible transformations in their lives. The result you are producing, if their hearts are right, don't produce it. Bible says when they saw the disciples uh, Bible says they knew that they are doing Christ when they saw the boldness of Peter and John nobody had to say to them this one, say, oh, the way these guys were nothing could have made this possible if not the fact that they've been following Jesus I finished the program of recent and one of my sons in the gospel came to me in the office and asked me to pray for him I said I don't need to pray for you all the prayers I can pray, I've prayed for every one of you. I don't need to pray for you. I said, just make sure your heart is right. That's it. See, it works. You just must be very diligent to be following. And when God has appointed a shepherd, a leader after his own heart, you know, for your own destiny, for your own life, shut your gaze, your eyes off that leader's inadequacies. And keep looking on to Jesus as you are following. Stop following only when they renounce the lordship of Jesus. 
not because they are fallen. That's too deep for some of you to grab. I have seen it work. You know, I can boldly say the graces upon Bishop Oyedepo, it a work in my life. I see it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's not mouth. Do you know Saturday evenings, myself, my wife, actually my family, we listen to Papa to bed till Sunday morning that I'm coming here to minister the word to you. Many a times, what I plan on teaching you is the what Papa will be teaching. Many times it will take a passage of a scripture of, a, of the Bible that I'm, ex, you know, trusting God for a clarity overnight. Over, it will bring it, it will just quote it, it will break it down, and light will come. Don't follow too many people, follow person with Sabi Road. Come on, celebrate Jesus. You must know how he speaks. How does he speak? He speaks by several means. There are teachings on this on social media, on YouTube channel. Angels, dreams, visions. You know, I think it was last week, God gave me a word of knowledge during the service that those of you who stay committed to praying in the Holy Ghost minimum 20 minutes every day this month, gifts that have been docile, spiritual gifts that have been docile in your life, they will jack back against your life. Number three, conditions to knowing how to distinguish his voice. You must know what his voice sounds like. When I say what his voice sounds like, I'm saying you must know to know what his voice sounds like will stem from the place of relationship. My children, that's the older ones, um, Tolu Alashe and Adasa, you know, sometimes when I call them or they call me, I mean, Lashe is going to be 10 next month on the 5th. So I've had him for 10 years to the glory of God. God has given him to me, you know, for 10 years. Sometimes it's still hard to distinguish who is speaking between the both of them. And I'd say, is that Lashe or Adasa? So many times, if I don't want them to feel as though, uh-uh, isn't this our father at this level? Shouldn't you know? You know, and my daughter specifically, she can be angry over such stuff. Say, no, this is not Lashe, this is Adasa. You know. So you know what I do? When I call, I'd wait for them to express themselves. Just that Adasa will not go straight to the point. She would first of all make sure that she has your attention. So she'll keep saying, hello, daddy, hello. Daddy, hello. Daddy. So until you say, hello, I'm listening to you, then she will go ahead. So many times, when I'm not sure, and she goes, daddy, hello, daddy, hello, I'll say, say what you want to say. I'm listening. <laughs> that speak. Your servant is listening. Back. Despite that, if I pick the both of them and I pick, say, glory, if I hear glory's voice, I know glory's voice is not Lashe's voice, neither is it Adasa's voice. 
Why? I'm closer to the both of them than I am to glory. Bonju, as much as Bonju likes me, how many of you know Bonju in this church? <laughs> you all don't know. If you don't know Bonju, then you don't know anybody in this church. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I'm a very blessed man. I have names for many of these children. I have Professor. That uh, uh, Ethan is Professor. Hallelujah. Then you have Bonju. That's Glory. Grace, sorry. Pastor, Pastor, Bonju. I said, ah, my baby, Bonju. <laughs> That's how we greet ourselves. Then you have Shasha who just joined them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed children. So the voices are not the same. Know how he speaks. When you are able to do this, then you can then begin to put it into the litmus test. The litmus test number one remains this. Alignment with God's word. If that leading contradicts the written word, it is not of the Lord. Like I taught you last week Sunday, God's voice would never contradict God's word. Put that down. God's voice will never contradict God's word. Never. He would never lead you to doing anything outside the, reading, the written word. The litmus test. Alignment with God's word. Psalm 138 verse number 2. Psalm 138 verse number 2. Bible speaking the psalm it says, The Lord honors his word more than his name. Yet you and I know how powerful his name is. And the psalmist is then saying that his words are more precious to him than even his name is. Look at, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. That's why prophet Isaiah could say to you that the words that proceed from the mouth of the Lord, it's like the rain falling from heaven. Alignment with God's word. The litmus test to that leading before you commit to marrying that person. Before you commit to relocating, before you commit to saying yes, before you commit to starting that prog program, ask the Lord. Ah! Brother Larissa, say, a New Testament believer is not a sheep without ruder. Not a sheep without ruder. No, no, no. You cannot, you cannot live your life just the way you want, the way you just desire. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's shepherding me. The sheep does not follow the shepherd. The shepherd, I mean the sheep looks at the shepherd, sees what the shepherd is doing, then goes. Wherever the shepherd goes, the sheep must follow. Any sheep who does not, they call it straying. That sheep has strayed.
in 2014, when the Lord began to speak with me, you know, about coming in, I was speaking with Pastor Yemi David, some of you may know him, of Global Impact Church in Nigeria, Lagos, yesterday. I didn't even mention that to you. Hallelujah. And um, Pastor was asking me, you know, how I found myself in Canada, that he's heard about some of the things that I do, that um, I should, you know, share my experience, you know, how I got here. And I then began to tell him how I actually had no plans of being here. And how the Lord spoke to me on a Dasa's naming ceremony day and asked me to go to the bedroom that he needed to talk to me. That discussion, that conversation is the reason why I'm standing here today. I remember one of my friends, some of you may know him, Jimmy Teller. We worked together, we're partners, shared offices, shared his office with him. You know, we worked on so many projects together back home in Nigeria. In 2016, when my PR came through, and it was one of those very few people that I opened up to and told that I'm, I was living in Nigeria, he looked at me and he said, he said, Teju, do you know one distinguishing factor about your life? I said, no. He said, it is in your ability to hear God. This is a life that has been led and has been led of the Lord. That I can tell you. If for any reason at any point I've ever made any step and I got to know that God is not involved, I'm ready to turn back. I've always told you, I heard it from Papa, Bishop Oedipo, it's never too late to turn back. Never too late to be right. Never too late to be right. Should I shock you? Both Jimmy Tewe, Steve Harris, and the rest of all those guys right now, their base is in Dallas, Texas. That's where they all are right now, Dallas. But when I was living, Jimmy believed that I said I heard God and he was certain that I heard God. See, if you will choose to let God lead your life, you will, I don't know what word to use now. He will very simply just turn your life to a wonder. Simple as that. I see to be led of him is not, it's not rocket science. It's just you saying, what would you have me do, Lord? This brother is on my neck, Lord Jesus. Is this your will for me? This sister is on my neck, Lord Jesus. Is this your will for me? I desire to move to this city, Lord Jesus. Is this your will for me? It's as simple as that. You know why many people are not being led? There is no clarity. They've never spoken to the Lord about those decisions. You just feel like, and you feel like, and you go ahead, and you do it. That's why you're not being led. Not because he's not ready to lead you. You've not been submitting those critical decisions unto him. And seeking his input. Papa, what do you think about this? Oh. Oh. 
in you just committing it. Proverbs chapter number 3, 5 to 7. That scripture must be ingrained in your spirit, soul, and body. As like this, my mom will send me upstairs to go and be reading the Bible. And she will tell me specifically, if you don't know any book to read, go and be reading the book of Proverbs. I wish I had akin unto her more. Maybe my life would have been better than it is right now. But she taught me by fire, by thunder. Proverbs 3, 5 to 7. Trust in the Lord. Follow your heart. Not just the trusting. You must do it sincerely. You know, people are too fake these days. And they think they can fake you with God too. There ain't nothing hidden in his sight. And Lord, is, is, um, is X and Y for me. You're just saying that you just fulfill righteousness. But in your very heart, it is A and B that you want. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's what I'm talking about. Are you not getting it? It's you just inviting him into your life, sir. Lord, what do, would you have me do? Vulnerability with the Lord is a strength. It's not a weakness. Did you hear me? Vulnerability with the Lord, sir. It's a strength, not a weakness. Capacity to be vulnerable. Because he knows you in, out, left, right, back, center. So if you fake it with me, don't fake it with him. So the litmus test number one, alignment with God's word. Litmus test number two. You want to really test it fully? It's the peace check. That's the second one. Peace check. Someone say peace check. Peace check. Not to the queen. Hallelujah. Celebrate Minister Peace. My beloved daughter in the gospel. You see, when I'm sharing some of all these things that I'm sharing with you, she and the rest of them will be a proof of the grace and the calling upon my life in a few years. Provided they stay planted and keep following. Keep following. Keep following. The one you are following too is not just following himself. He also has people he's following. So as he's following, you should be following. Just keep following. People struggle for things in Banam. You know, many things I cannot share because it will seem as if it's pride in. Hey, 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 hey. 
the peace check. How to be led, discerning God's voice, the peace check. See, God's voice is not confusing. It will not take away your peace. God's voice is not confusing, sir. It will not take away your peace. You know, you will now make that decision. You now, you will now not be able to sleep at night. <laughs> My life is finished. Why did I do it? It's not God's. You know, on Sunday, when I was talking about um, the $1,000 seed, right? And by the way, I want to celebrate everyone. The response to the call for that seed has been alarming. Ah. I think it was this morning or yesterday. I have to be giving God thanks for the lives of everyone genuinely connected to this ministry. How many of you have been responding to the $1,000 commitment. Many of you have been responding to it. Without fears. You know, I said it on Sunday. I said, you can be crying. <laughs> you were there in the office on Sunday. <laughs> One of us came to meet me and says, Pastor, that sacrificial seed, I want to give it. So you know what he did? <laughs> he had opened his app, typed everything. The only thing remaining was just to click send. He said, I don't want to leave church today without sending this money. You know why? Because if he leaves church without sending it, he may not end up sending it. So he came to meet me and said that you would like me to please pray with him. So the moment I finished praying, you were there, right? The moment I finished praying on his phone, he said, in Jesus' name, you're gone. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't want to mention his name. He just... On my place, his phone on my table. In fact, as I speak to you right now, I can see his bank. You know, he uses TD Bank if you want me to be more specific. He just put his index finger, just in Jesus' name, you go. You go. So I was teaching on Sunday and I was saying, for sacrificial seed, you can bring it crying. That's scripture. But you will be crying, you will bring it. The moment you bring it, the peace. Oh, Jesus. You feel as though a burden has been taken off you. If you take the decision, after taking it, you now feel as though a load has been packed on your head. You've made a mistake. Oh. The blessings of the Lord do not come with sorrows. Hope you are getting blessed. The blessings of the Lord do not come with sorrows. Actually, you know, when my wife and myself carried uh, my TV there, you know, and took it to church, and the pastor began to pray, I was crying. The sacrificial seeds that I've given, they were not convenient. That's why it's called sacrificial seed. You can cry, you can shed tears, but it will not come with fears. That's, what, that's my point. It's called the peace check. They say they will fire you. You say, go ahead and do what you want to do. You're not moved. They say that cancerous growth is growing. You say, don't worry. I'm going to be fine. It's the peace check. Again, you can only be able to ascertain the peace check through intimacy with God. His voice hearing should not be your desire. 
Your desire should be knowing him. The peace check. Number three. I'm teaching the litmus test of God's leader now. Number three. Confirmation from other sources. Did you hear me? Bible says from the mouth of two or three witnesses, Bible says a matter shall be established. Confirmation from other sources. Listen, with this one, Sister Shile, you cannot miss it. Let's say God has spoken and truly uh, you're not certain if it's your mind. Sometimes it seems to you that it's your mind. Sometimes you've gone through uh, all these things Peter just taught us. I've tested them against this thing that I want you to do. I'm not sure if it is the Lord or if it is not the Lord. Okay, I don't think it's my mind, but at the same time, I'm not too certain if it is the Lord. Subjected to other source interpretation. How do I mean? Have a prayer partner pray with you on it. Present it to your pastor. Let them share with you, you know, what the Lord is saying concerning the same situation. Ask your parents if they are godly to pray along with you. Ask two or three people, you know, ask them to say, could you please, this is what I want you to do. Could you please let me pray about it and let me know what the Lord is saying to you. See, the three of them cannot miss it. Because God is not an author of confusion. Take for example, when Lofty Heights was to start, you don't expect, you know, someone to just wake up, you know, and go start a ministry in a, in a land as this, right? The Lord had spoken to me. He had spoken to his servant, both uh, Reverend George Adeboye, Pastor Sheyi Oluwashe, you know, that he was asking me to raise a people for him. I still was not comfortable. Spoke to Prophet Matthew. Would you please pray along with me? He said, yes, that's what the Lord would have you do. I said, I'm going to speak with my sisters and I'm going to speak with my mother to hear what they have to say. They said, before you left the country or after you left, a word had come forth that that is what you're going to do. I said, okay. The Lord had given me Reverend Victor Adeyemi's name, you know, in praise of prayer and meditation and since he should ordain me to ministry. I said, okay, so I'm going to go speak to Reverend Victor Adeyemi and hear what he says. He says, before you called me, before you came to me, I'd been given a word that God was sending me a son from overseas. I said, okay, let me go and speak to my pastor. You know, Pastor Lekon Shaba then. You know, let me go and speak to my pastor. That was the most, the, the most hackling, the toughest of all my decisions. How would I present it to my pastor that this son of his, you know, is leaving him? How would pastor react? I got there, spoke to pastor. Said the Lord had revealed it to my wife since June. I was with pastor in January of the over, over year. The Lord had shown the wife June 2017. I went to meet pastor January 2018. He's not an author of confusion. But many a times when people come, huh, they already know what they want, what they want to do. And they just will not even wait for you for anything. So even if you are counseling them, it's like a case of someone who has found the supposedly bone of their bone and the flesh of their flesh. 
and say, I don't think this thing should be. They will tell you no. But we know we are. This one, uh, this one is going to be. There is a classical case in this church that I always share. It's about the case of a daughter or a lady in this church then, you know, who wanted to get married to a gentleman. And I prayed and there was no release in my spirit. And I told them, I'm sorry, I do not feel a release to join you together. So I'm not going to be doing this joining. Minister Dunsin, Minister Jumi's uh, precious husband, her, if there is anything he knows how to do well, is how to plead with me. So I passed up. You know that thing that you said? I passed up, you know, we just have to. He will come. They were the ones going to meet him or to come and speak to me. When Minister Dunsin's pleas was getting too much, being an elderly person, I told him, I said, okay, I'm your own pastor. Okay, I give you blessings to go and join them together. But leave me out of it. He said, ah, pastor, no. <laughs> he said, ah, pastor. He said, ah, pastor, no, I don't want to do that. One. I said, go and do it. How many of you miss MD? Can you celebrate Jesus for his life? Hallelujah. A very blessed man. He's going to be with us again very shortly. I said, I'm your pastor now. I said, I released the blessings on you. Go and join them together. I said, ah, no, pastor, no, no, it's not like that. It's all right. I said, okay, like I said, I'm not going to do it. She vexed and left this church. Went to another church. In less than two months there, they joined them together. I'm not gloating over someone else's mishap or whatever. That marriage did not last two months. One month, right? As I speak, they are scattered. It's not God's desire that your life be. Hila, hila, what do they say? <laughs> Hallelujah. You hear me? Subject that leading, that leading. Subject it to other sources. Can you please pray for me? There are some of them that I've not even prayed with. And I just see them, you know, I just have peace within me. I have a prodigy in Nigeria. Then, this way back, 2010 or 2011, when we just got married, she was hoping not being one guy like that. We called her. I said, you see that guy? That is not your husband. Then there was nothing like eating breakfast. It was salad they were eating then. If it were these days, I would just, I would have told her, I said, See, your breakfast has been prepared. All that is left is for it to be dished to you. But I mean, she was in law. She went ahead. Then she came back later to run to me. So it was exactly as I said it. You know, it's a grace. Confirmation from other sources. This is one way. Do you know, woman of God, that David, as close as David is, huh? Bible says that David, Bible regards him as a man after God's own heart. Okay, yes, he, he did not have the indwelling presence of the spirit. So maybe he was not acquainted to God's leading, God's voice and all of all those. But do you know he was smart enough? He never took any decision, fought any battle without seeking God's face. He would run to Nathan. Nathan was like his personal prophet. Can you please ask the Lord if I should pursue these people? If I go on this journey, will it be fine? That was in the olden days, oh. 
He was smart that there is a God in heaven. And I'm his sheep. He is my shepherd. That was how he wrote that Psalms 23. Then Nathan will say that yes, you can go ahead, you can pursue. The Lord says you recover all. Once the Lord says, once he speaks to Nathan, and Nathan tells him God's mind, he goes in the force of that might. That was one of the reasons why he was not defeated in battle. And even when he messed up, it was the same Nathan the Lord used to give him his, his um, you know, the punishment or the measures that will be dished out to him. Alignment with God's word, a litmus test, number one. The peace check, if it takes away your peace, let's forget it. Have you ever experienced a breakup before? Somebody will severe relationship with you and it will feel so, instead of you crying, wailing, you just feel, you know, everything is fine. Some of you sisters are smiling. It's like many of you have been served repeatedly. Okay. It's that loss, okay? Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Sister Princess, you don't want to look up a pastor? Come on, celebrate Jesus. <laughs> I wonder what you all will do without your pastor. Hallelujah. The peace check, the peace check, they fired you. Instead of crying, wailing, throw it all to God. Job is not coming, throw it all to God. Number three, confirmation from other sources. Now, let me put this caveat. Listen to this and listen to this very well. That it is good does not mean it is God. See, this is the reason why not everything must be appealing to you. Don't run after it because it looks great. Don't jump at that offer because it pays better. Don't leave that city because, I mean, don't move to that city because that city has more prospect. It may be good and not be God. Hey. Hey. not mean it is God. He can look super beautiful, super gorgeous, super attractive. It does not mean it is God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And see, many times the things that God will do for you, the leading of the Lord, will not appeal to you in a manner that you are used to. Will not be something that will be a first option or a priority for you if you are to make choosers. I don't know if 
to get what I'm saying. When the Lord is leading you, what he may be asking you to do may not look like your natural disposition or choice if you were given the opportunity to choose. But does it matter if it looks good or not? So far it makes God. It is fine for me. Someone who is, you know, a bit close to me, you know, lives somewhere outside this city. And then, you know, I'd reached out and then said, okay, someone was coming to the city. So she said jokingly in passing and said she, she was wondering why they would choose to come, you know, to Regina of all places. That why, what are they doing there? And I looked at this person talking, huh? My standard of living here way surpasses whatever standard of living she has over there where she lives. When I was relocating to Canada, Regina, Saskatchewan was not my choice. How on earth would you look at, they will give you a list of cities and say this is where you want to be. The Lord led me. He made it. This is where you will be for now and this is where you're going to start from. I got to know early on in life, in my walk with the Lord, that he desires to lead me. I knew that early. I knew that early. When this project, when we embarked on it, after we had begun to pray and all of all those stuff, I called Prophet Ty Matthew. So I just want to know, is God there? Is God in this, the ark project? If I said, no, the Lord is not leading. Ah. <laughs> sharp, sharp. I would have just made a U-turn. I knew early on in life, my walk with the Lord, that he desires me to be led by him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. It can be good and not be God. Did you hear me, church? That's the reason why you see people marrying good guys and they have been beaten blue black. He may have six packs. Total can answer does not mean he's of God. <laughs> she may be a yellow purple, as the front, as the back, as everything that you desire does not mean she's of the Lord. Huh. You don't enter into a marriage covenant because the person is kind. Because the person is good. Ah. Is it kind you will chop? Ah. Did I say chop? Is chop an English or broken word? You guys are corrupting me in this church. Hallelujah.
I'll tell you something that also usually happens to me. Every time I align myself with the, in the Lord's will, and things are not going the way I planned them to go, because I know I'm in the center of the Lord's will, it takes away worry from me. I cease to trouble because I have to remember what led me here. You know, when this church was to start in 2018, my wife and I traveled to Winnipeg to meet her, Reverend Funke Felix Adejumo. And she held my hand, held my wife's hand, placed her hand on it, and placed her other hand on it. So she folded the three, four palms. How many palms now? Is that six? Six together. And she said, the Lord said to me, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Quoting to me, you know, the book of Joshua. Okay. Of all the other sources that I've said, shared with you, right? Via which I confirmed that this is of the Lord. Tell me which demo will now tell me that know what you're doing. You're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for the Lord. That it is good does not mean it is God. You want to buy a house? The location may be good, may not be God's. That's the place where you will be living. Pray. Lord, lead us. Give us a home that you desire us to live. I, I feel that God makes grace, tremendous grace available. The moment he knows that we are yielded to his leading. He makes tremendous grace available. The moment he knows we are yielded to his leading. The moment he knows our heart is right. Whatever I ask her to do is exactly what she's going to do. The reason why the psalmist shall not want is because he's following a shepherd. <laughs> Conclusively tonight, I'll wrap up by sharing the three ways to know in God's voice that I shared again last week Sunday in person. How many of you can remember? Number one is the what? Number one is what? God's voice will not lead you to sin. His leading will not lead you to sin. You know, you know it, was, it was God that tempted me. It was God that made me to do it. Bible says that let anyone who is tempted never say that they were tempted of the Lord. Number two is what? It will not cause you to inflict pain, hurt, or harm on yourself or others. God's leading will not do that for you. You know, the Lord is leading me to take his wife. And that is what I'm going to do. There is a documentary on um, Netflix that I, I just concluded watching. It's a limited series. Y'all can go and watch it. It's titled and Pray and Obey. One fundamentalist Mormon um, church of the Lord, whatever, where they practice plural marriages, poly, polyamorous marriages. You know, the shepherd has 24, 32 wives. See, God's leading would never cause you to inflict pain on others, hurt, shame, disappointment on others or on yourself. Number three, God's leading will not lead you into fear. You hear me? Rise up on your feet tonight.
Can you just pray and just give God thanks this moment? And pray for grace to be led by Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Why not pray tonight and declare in the name of Jesus, I have clarity. I am shepherded by the chief shepherd. I go where the Lord will have me go. I go where the Lord have me go. I will not go astray. I will not listen to the voice of a stranger. I will not hack into it. One of them pray, Father, lead me. Give me direction. Father, lead me, give me direction. Father, lead me, give me direction. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. At Lofty Height, we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. So you're under the sound of my voice tonight. You're not saved. You've not accepted the Lordship of Jesus. You cannot be led by Him. A sinner lacks the capacity to hearing God's voice. Except that voice needs to lead the sinner into repentance. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. See after me, dear Father. I thank you for your word that has gone forth to me tonight. Thank you for the gift of your precious son, Jesus. I repent of my sins. I declare you as my Lord and my Savior. Please save me. Make me yours forever. Keep me in your warm embrace. And let your will alone be done in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've just said prayer, that prayer this morning, would you celebrate Jesus? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms, at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.